Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It's Monday, May 18th, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 315. I'm your host, Austin Walker, and I'm joined today by Gita Jackson. Yo, what up? I'm Gita. Rob Zachney. How's it going? And Ricardo Contreras. How are you, how you doing? How's everyone doing? How's everyone? We're here. We're Monday morning. I'm punchy. How are you? Woke I was going to say, you're like coming in hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm coming in hot. <laughs> well, we did. We are starting 30 minutes late. We're starting 30 oh. minutes late. I got to come in hot. Yep. <laughs> if I don't come in hot, no one will. Well, uh, you know? I woke up and I immediately worked out. So I'm sweaty Same. and I'm full of energy. So That's that energy. That's that post-workout energy. That's oh, what I'm talking yeah. about. I got the endorphins. Love when Gina starts her day by open palm slamming. Uh, <laughs> uh, yoga with Adrienne into the VHS slot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's hard to get on VHS. It's it's incredible. I You're know. a true devotee. What I do is um, I dub it myself, and then uh, I, I wow. I know it's really cumbersome. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why I do that? Incredible. The most the the most stereotypical Brooklynite thing, <laughs> dubbing your own dubbing VHS own. tapes with your your own yoga VHS t- yeah, tapes. The audio file Great. trend I refuse to get into, even though I understand why it happens. They're so cheap to produce cassette tapes, man. I can't I can't fucking go no. back. I can't do it. <laughs> I won't. Sorry. Do it. Um, how's everyone doing? How's everyone's weekend been? Mm. Mine was exceptional. Wow, exceptional. Wow. Mine was a good, but it wasn't exceptional. Exceptional. I want to hear about what an exceptional weekend involves. Not very much that anyone else would consider exceptional, right? Uh, That's the way it is. It's exceptional to Rob. It's a Rob's exceptional weekend. Extremely chill. (laughs) Oh, that sounds nice. Like, what do I want to do? Whatever I want. And then (laughs) it was like, it was like, the gap between thought and action was just narrowed to nothingness. Wow. And I was just a creature of pure, wholesome appetites and fulfillment. That sounds wonderful. It turns out what I craved was was Jaws and Alien Isolation <laughs> and a bunch of Clone Wars episodes. Me too. Great. Just the last one, not the other ones. We'll, we should talk about that at some point. Yeah, I find out my roommate was watching the prequels, so now I think I'm going to convince her to watch Clone Wars. We had a conversation I went, about I Anakin a, Skywalker. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. I fell into a hole this weekend talking to some people about some Star Wars stuff, uh, some folks in the ab- abnormal mapping community, about what Sheev wanted, and I just still don't really know. What? I mean, so the Sheev, Sheev seems to have the most Palpatine. animus Sheev yeah. Palpatine. when he's talking about how he uh, killed that one guy to Anakin, right? That's when I you, you seem Plagueis, to get any... Dark, yeah. yeah, of course. It's a story that I, I'm not sure you would know it, the, the Jedi... Yeah, you wouldn't know that. The Jedi wouldn't wouldn't let you hear this story. wouldn't let you hear this one, yeah. 
Because um. <laughs> here's the thing that I ended up saying was, if I were an incredibly powerful force user who wanted to control as much of the galaxy as possible uh, through my power and also live a life of luxury and freedom, I would simply join the Jedi Order. Like <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> Uh, like ass, I would, say they already have. I mean, I guess it's not the same thing as being an emperor. I understand that right. unlimited power. I get it. But then what? What next? And we don't have the EU to guide us anymore. There was a time when the EU, someone said, "Wait a second, what was next for that dude?" And the answer was the Vong were coming, aliens were coming, and he was preparing for it. And then that created decades of knockoff bad stories about that. Um, uh, not just about the, not just in the EU Star Wars, just like that trope became the classic <laughs> to the degree that Star Wars would then use it for other characters in Star Wars. But I was like, what the fuck is, what's, what's Sheev want? Sheev's, Sheev's a master manipulator. Mm-hmm. Sheev gets everyone in line. Every, you know, makes this, finds the, the natural tensions between, uh, forces that already exist recognizes the reality of social relations, tugs on certain things, gives more on others, and, and, and generates a war. But what comes next after Emperor? What, like, what is the, I, the destruction of the Jedi Order, understandably? Yeah, of course. But sure. then what? Those guys got to go. Uh, I just I'm not a, you know, a chief apologist, really, to be clear. Really important. I just yeah. truly understood something. Chief is Jax from Vanderpump Rules. Can you explain? Jax has this preternat. He's an evil, fucked up man who lies like it's breathing and terror has terrorized women for the entire time he's been on the show. The only one that's been worse to women on the show is James Kennedy. And he's the one that just like told for for months, just for years, really, just kept calling this one girl fat for no reason. And like when he apologized, when he got sober and had to apologize to everyone, he just went up to her and like, I don't know why I just kept calling you fat, but I did. And I'm so sorry. It doesn't make any sense. Um, Jax is worse than that. Uh, so, but he so does. You think there is? It is just a. Uh, where does it come from? I don't for Jax? know. But he has he his understanding of the problems in other people's relationships and how to exacerbate those tensions is just it's natural. He understands it immediately. And the thing that he likes the most, seemingly, even as he's sort of matured, uh, is. Um, Pushing on it and just pushing those tensions for his own amusement and watching things explode. And I do think Palpatine, now that we don't have the EU, we don't have any idea what his broader motivations might have been, is he, as it exists, he's just a guy that loves to see how far he can get by pushing people's buttons. And that's an interesting villain. I'm okay yeah, with that. Yeah, but that's all he's doing when he's emperor. That's my thing. Is like I get that in the prequels, but then he's the emperor and he just like sits in a big room all day. I don't know, he's ugly as shit and he sits in a big room and it does force lightning. And wants to live forever, especially with new movie shit. It's like uh, Yeah, dog, who doesn't? But it's not that big of a deal. Just die. <laughs> like the the Could, vi- uh, Let me toss this out. Yeah, I need quick. this, Rob. Okay, so I think the issue that the thing that has overtaken <sighs> Palpatine is that I think the EU had the right idea, which was that the New Order represented a kind of high-tech, uh, comfortable fascism. Uh-huh. And the thing that the EU built out was the sense that, look, you had a really complicated and poorly held together coalition of different like species and planets and races that all have different interests. And adjudicating that was difficult. And people like you can understand why the appeal 
existed to just like pave over all of that with like the rule of the iron fist. And for a lot of people that would work out very well. And then for the rest of you, there's slavery and like planetary destruction, et cetera. I think the thing but that she is never she never enunciates that as an ideology. Yeah. No, but I think it's implicit. It. It's implicit in a lot of the original trilogy, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in terms of as they talk about the destruction of the Senate, uh, the you know imposition of you know order. You you see yeah. who the rebels are. I think. Uh, hold might. on, I'm completely on my own here. Hold on, one second. Is Mina is Mina eating something? Mina's eating something. Oh boy. Um, well, Rob is gone. I'm going to put forward my galaxy brain read, okay. which is um, if you read Hegel, <laughs> uh, you understand that history unfolds. Um, really, really, what I what I want to get to without without bringing Hegel into it. Despite the fact that I really want what I really want to do is talk about what Hegel said about Napoleon, uh, is what did Hegel say about Napoleon? Uh, that that he was the world spirit incarnate riding on a horse. Um, wow, the, that's a fucking lot. Uh, yeah, I uh, mean, he believed it, himself that, right? I mean, is yeah, it- yeah. Well, I mean, but the the thing that I want to get to is maybe Palpatine, and I, I put this to some friends this weekend. Maybe Palpatine isn't meant to be a person at all, so much as an embodiment of historical forces yeah which is why he doesn't have human motivation i mean he does he's he's very human he is he has like a especially in the prequels you you said you watched these he definitely has that like there's a sensuousness to the way oh my god uh, he eats up the screen palpatine in the prequels is having the time of his fucking life just watching i just wish i saw that that palpatine a little more yeah he's having so much fun manipulating the stupidest man on earth (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just really funny to me. That's yeah, that's true. That's true. You're totally right. Yeah. He's just like this Rob, motherfucker everything... will do whatever I tell him. <laughs> He'll do anything. <laughs> Is he gonna kill all these children? This himbo yeah. Over here. yeah, he's gonna this do it. Yeah. Gonna yeah. <laughs> um Rob, welcome back. Yeah. Is everything okay, bud? Uh yeah, I just had an important delivery that I had to handle like right away. Gotcha, mm, gotcha. Um, well, we missed our talk about Napoleon and the world spirit and Hegel, so we can move on now. Sounds uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gita, what was your weekend like? How'd you? What'd you do? What'd you get up? So to? I actually had plans this weekend, which is a first for me. I nice. um, <clears throat> I streamed with Bijan, who is a staff writer at a website. With a name that I don't know, um, it's one. Of, it's like Vox it's somewhere. Verge, right? The Verge, right? The Verge, yeah. right? I can't remember if it's a Verge or Vox. Bijan, yeah, Bijan Steven. Shout out to Bijan. Bijan is dope. Bijan rocks. Uh, I really enjoyed streaming with him. But he's like, when I signed on, I thought this was like just a fun thing he does randomly. No, he has like a streaming schedule. He like streams for real. Oh damn! And like yeah. a lot of people, I've been noticing, I've just been like, okay, well, I'm gonna stream four days a week now. Like that's just gonna be one of the right. things I do to fill up the multi. Like, like a lot of people are experiencing this thing that, and some of you, I'm sure, are experiencing uh, that, like uh, the lack of commute times and like decompression from your commute time has led mm-hmm. to this new scenario where you just have a lot of time, and it feels like. That means there's no urgency in your life anymore, and so you don't really know what to do. It's like an extreme form of analysis paralysis, where I have, I personally have a lot of things I should do, but I haven't been doing them because it's like I could do it tomorrow. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. <laughs> there's like almost no deadline on any of these things. So what Bijan has been doing has been streaming, and um, I mean, it was really cool to see someone just out of uh 
like the desire to to take it seriously and engage like with a real community even though you know it's he's just starting out he's not trying to make a living off of it he told me he is making a little bit of money on it but which is pretty cool but it's like he's not a professional streamer he's a professional journalist um he's still like he made an effort to his like twitch page looks really nice he has a very cool like just chatting like logo he's like put a lot of effort into all the the graphics on his channel and stuff yeah it was really fun it's fun to see people engage with that but at the same time what people start to discover is just how much work streaming is like not uh-huh. just like uh my cat's falling under the door but not just like having to do it like every single week and then on the days that you want to do it even when you don't want to do it it's mm-hmm. you will have a different technological problem every single time that oh, yeah. will be something new that you don't know how to fix. Uh, and this time, <laughs> a lot of it was me who just like was having an issue having like I couldn't we were supposed to play Overcooked, right? So my Internet just like was super shitty on Saturday for no fucking reason. And it took forever to download. So I was like, we were like a half hour late starting. But then I started to play and then I started having latency issues, which of course, like, of course I would. My internet was bad. So then I started trying to figure out another game to play. Nothing on my PS4 is updated. Bijan doesn't have like a strong enough computer to stream a lot of stuff from his computer while playing a game on his computer, which understandable. Mm. Um, most of my games though right now are on the computer. It's I've been playing more games on the PC just because I'm like, I have this incredibly powerful machine. I should probably use it more. I should maybe, inv- I've been trying to invest in like getting good at shooters. So PC is where you go for that. And he was like, oh, let's play some rounds of Apex. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, on PS4. And I was like, shit, I haven't updated that since <laughs> season three. It's going to take forever to download. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I ended up really just just chilling while he played Apex with other people. And it was still incredibly fun. But it's like one of those things where you have to, that was like not part of the forethought. And like that is like something you learn with time. And that is like yet another aspect to streaming that people who are very good at streaming have definitely, people are doing like, you you really like had to think about, especially in comparison, like I've been watching Joe Biden just fucking struggle (laughs) to do anything internet related. (laughs) And, you, you know, you, you think about, like, how uh, many resources that guy has access to uh-huh. and how he can't he can't get it together, not just in terms of his personality, but, like, on a technological level, he can't get it together for streaming. He doesn't seem to have the prowess there. But 16-year-olds, when you really think about it, are putting on, like, professional-level broadcasts on a nightly basis. And that's really impressive to me. And to, I'm really enjoying watching people, like, internalize that fact (laughs) there's like a whole generation of kids that have the skill set that is so unwieldy it's like so i mean i've done cinema stuff before and i've worked with sound it's just fucking impossible (laughs) man it's just really hard yeah yeah i mean i think a lot about about the time that i dedicated the stuff i loved when i was when i was 16 and definitely think this is like that there is you got the time you have the spirit you want to get good at it the you you still have the ability at that point to just like figure it out to look up guides to like to talk to other people there's a fearlessness and and a sort of like immediacy right which is like yeah no this is a new thing i'm gonna figure this out um uh and and frankly like the thing that's the best is (laughs) compared to when when i think a lot of us first looked into stuff like streaming a decade ago things are so much easier now there are so many more 
over the, you know, not even over the counter solutions, just like open source solutions for all sorts of little things. Um, I definitely recommend it. Like I, I miss streaming a lot. I not enough to where I can like clear other work off the table just so I could stream for fun. Mm. Um, I know a lot of people wish, wish that we still did some streaming here and there. And I, I wish we had the time or the, the money to do that. Um, but, but it is really fun. And I definitely recommend it as the sort of thing where like, even if you just stream to like three people or five people, uh, if you're like, hey, I want to check out this game, consider checking it out with your buds because it is it is really fun to to like go into a single player action game or a single player narrative game and like talk through the choices that you're making in an RPG or talk about the level design. Like a lot of my friends have done that style of smaller stream, um, and it's always it's always really fun because it it does help simulate that feeling of like. Hey, I'm hanging out with people. Um, I'm having I'm having a conversation. Obviously, there are different power dynamics at hand when you're streaming to like fifty strangers or mm-hmm. five hundred strangers than it is when you have like three people over your your room to <laughs> play Halo. Yeah. Um, but there is there is a degree of of direct socialization there that is different than just listening to a podcast or something. Yeah, I mean, it was it did feel like near the end when I was just like, I was literally just hanging out in my bed. My headphones have a long enough cord that I could just go sit in my bed and like pet my cat. Uh, mm-hmm. It just did feel like, you know, I got tired of playing games and Bichon still wanted to play. So I let him play alone and I just hung out on the couch and like looked at my phone, which is a really pleasant way of socializing with someone. Something that I kind of miss from being hang out with my brother and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But and and also, you know, like watching him interact with his community, he's pretty, you know, his, by streaming standards, not super big, but he, it, it, it split the difference between like, I am a broadcaster and I'm in, in you know, you're all my butts because a lot of the people mm-hmm. in there probably were his butts and some of them were just random people. I know like my friend Max came to watch, Kato came to watch, which is yeah. very sweet. Um, Kato <laughs> came to watch uh, almost as soon as I started having technical problems with Overcooked yeah, too. But it was great. Yeah, I gave some uh, <laughs> cursed uh, production uh, tips to Bijan and he followed through on some really great. Oh this is God. what I love about things when they're breaking is that, you know, professionality goes out the window and it all honestly should always. Uh, Bijan set up like three of his face cams at one or two of his face cams at one point to like scroll across the screen and cover most of his apex viewing in a way. Yeah. That was just mm-hmm. like the point here is not that we're watching him play Apex. Play Apex. Yeah. <laughs> that we're just yeah. hanging out with Bijan and he's being funny. Right? I, like, yeah. I, I hope that uh, watching like more sort of regular people, people who are not trying to be full-time streamers stream will uh, lead to maybe more weird experiments like that. Like at one point, Kata was like, why don't you make your face cam 100% of the screen, but at 40% opacity? It's <laughs> 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 amazing. Yeah. Uh, did, um, hang on, can we back up? Did, Kato, huh. did you mean to say I think professionality should go out the window? Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, is that not what I said? That's what I said. No, I was I yeah. was curious. All right, let me just make a note of that. <laughs> uh, wait, hold on, Damn. wait a second. Yeah, Kato, you can't see it if you're listening to this podcast, but Kato also got the company to send me like a a, a real real big boy mic. And like a pop filter <laughs> and like this whole There's an audio difference. Yeah. Yes. If you yeah. can hear my voice more clearly and I sound less like shit, thank Kato. <laughs> I think there's a difference, however, between professionality and good sound. So I think lines. I think professionality well 
I think sometimes professionality like is about gatekeeping, but sometimes professionality is also about like codifying just like minimum standards, right? I think the frustrating thing about like all the streaming shit that I've ever dealt with is that hitting that sort of base level of production quality is just made more challenging because while there's a lot your PC can do, it feels like it's not really meant to handle all the inputs and activity that like goes into a stream. And so like just pointing out this podcast, like Kato and I have a weekly ritual <laughs> where all my audio settings have changed <laughs> and I sign on to be like, all right, here we go. Time to podcast. And then Kato's like, you sound like shit. <laughs> where Kato's, I don't believe in professional professionality standards go when, I, when it's time for me to podcast. That's another conversation, but uh, we always have to stop and like figure out, we have to sort of like reverse engineer. How has my computer sort of done a random draw on audio settings this week? Right? <laughs> like what are the, what are the devices it now thinks are plugged in and what settings has it given them? Because none of that has carried over because in the time between I've committed the crime of disconnecting a USB, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that is, that is what this comes down to. And I think that's kind of the uh, thing that I find really fraught about streaming is that it feels like there are so many ways for it to go wrong without really me, without me really noticing uh, that I find it kind of uh, harrowing. Cause I'm always like, man, I wonder, I wonder what people on the other side of this are actually seeing and hearing. Because it's I have no time. Kato does, Kato does a good job. Kato, Kato does, does the best job with the material we provide. Yeah. But what if uh, I don't have Kato? Or say what? that again? What if I don't have Kato? Oh, then right, it's right. difficult. Then then you have to do the work, right? Like, I've, I've been on all the weird sides of this shit of producing my own podcast, of doing streaming from home with not good equipment. Um, I think that, like, the, the question on professionalism ends up to me being mostly a, a question about expectations um and who your audience is like yeah if you're gonna try to be like a full-time streamer who's building an audience around the expectations of what full-time game streaming looks like you probably want to you probably want to hit those those marks um looking at Bajan's stuff right now like not that we're like doing twitch crit i actually wouldn't say that any of this looks unprofessional the thing about like the big sized screen, like the big uh, intercut him on top of gameplay doesn't look unprofessional to me. It, in fact, looks very um, intentional. You know, like it's doing the video. Uh, a thing that's happening in this video is while Bijan is playing Apex uh, and two thirds of the screen are actually just Bijan's face. The shot of Bijan is also like rotating. Uh, it's also like not rotating. <laughs> yeah. Not the screen isn't rotating. It's like it's it's panning over to the side and the same shot is being replicated and is being pulled into frame. Mm -hmm. um, there, yeah, there's like a lot of intentionality. Like it's scrolling. Thank you. That is the word I forgot existed. <laughs> um, uh, and like stuff like that is like very clear. Like, oh, he is thinking about how to keep that part of the screen dynamic in small ways. I like, again, I'm not saying like, and this makes it high art, uh, but, but uh, it's not like it's for me when I use the word, I don't even like the word unprofessional, but I but I do know what we mean. We're talking about like, you know, uh, our instruments aren't set up right. Our our microphones are clipping. Um, the video is out of focus or More badly sized. Um, yeah, homebrew DIY, but 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 like without that extra step of of quality control or time or budget that would help lift it. Uh, to the standards that have been set by having an entire industry now of streaming that helps to nail down what those what those uh, kind of quality 
things are. Um, and I, I think that like, but what's good is right now it's actually pretty quick. It's it's not it's not cheap to to uh, get to what that quality standard is, but it might be inexpensive if there is a line we can draw between cheap and inexpensive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like a decade Streamlabs, ago, Streamlabs OBS makes right. things so much easier. I've actually I've set up like overlays and stuff in different kinds of scenes yes. in regular ass OBS, which is pretty easy to use. But I also I under I could see how I had a leg up having used uh, audiovisual equipment before, just in terms of understanding what different settings were at a basic level. Mm. Streamlabs mm-hmm. makes it so easy. You can, it's it's obscenely easy. It's very drag and drop like WYSIWYG stuff. It reminds me of mm-hmm. really early programs for developing websites for consumers. You just drag and drop right. things into spaces and then the it already understands how to code that. <laughs> For you. Right. Like, it understands if you want to put an image here, oh, the HTML code for image source equals blah, 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 blah. And it it would do that. You know, it's it's so user-friendly. It's really not surprising that people are trying to do this more. I I like how it's varying up the playing field. It's introducing different skill levels of people, too, in different kinds of communities. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, it's neat. Anyway, that's what I was talking, uh, that's why Monday. Yeah, that's what she did this weekend. Yeah, that's what Gita did. Gotcha. Um, Briefly, we talked about Apex for a second there. I I played a little bit of it. I will say my, my Apex crew has not been playing too much for two reasons. One is a lot of them are just playing Valorant. Um, The other is (laughs) there's like no registration stuff. I don't know if you've seen this, that like shots just aren't registering after this patch. There's all these clips from, from uh, like dedicated players basically showing like, hey, here is the graphic of me getting headshots, but no damage is being done. Wait, it's Wild. noticeable even for those Whoa. of us who are mortals who don't have. Oh like, yeah, I noticed I it actually, immediately when I jumped in. I did uh, here's a, here's that. A clip I thought it was just bad. <laughs> no, you're not yes, just bad. Same. The game is fucked right now. The oh, game is fucked sucks. right now in a way that's like I, I'm sure there will be a patch soon. Um, but like it's rough. We're like I don't know why I lost that fight. I feel like I did right here. Um, and, uh, that has meant that like the crew that I've been playing with the most is just like, no, I don't want to engage with this game right now. I really think Loba is cool. I really think I'm like excited to see what the PVE stuff is. It's about to roll out tomorrow, but like how much is to play this game right now where I'm winning fights, but I'm losing fights because, because of the, the, the hits not registering. Um, and I don't know. This season is some of the most interesting narrative stuff that they've done. Totally. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit. Um, Yeah. The role it's a, the interesting thing quickly is that they're rolling out a narrative aspect through a quest in the season itself. So you can pick up treasure mm-hmm. packs every day, and once you picked up a, a number of them, you'll unlock the next part of the story. And they're doing it kind of visual novel style, where each yeah. each little section is narrated by a character, like a by a character, and it's uh, it's fun. It's fun to read. It's you. It's more fun than when Overwatch tries to deliver me war. Was what I've been saying in my head. <laughs> you know, it's the fair, only comparison fair. I can give to it right now. It's the only other yeah, character I'm really curious to see that's this big. Once, once the PVE stuff rolls out tomorrow, what the what those quests? Because right now the quest stuff is like, um, there's like a like you said a visual novel that like sets up a premise for something, and then mm-hmm. more of that will unlock over the next few weeks and I guess months actually. Yeah. Curious where it goes. Um, I I am I definitely wanted to give voice to something that Natalie Watson, uh, not the 
not the Apex Legends character, the f- the former uh, employee at Waypoint uh, uh, brought to mind with Loba was like, I think, I think, I, I can't speak for her. I'd love to have her on at some point to talk about it. But there was, there was definitely some, some uh, good conversation around the ways in which like this Latina character is like a thief, is hypersexualized in relation to the previous characters and some of the language and and conversations from the art designer, the character designer about about her um, is like, I wouldn't say that it's like, and now that character is trash, but there is a degree to which it's interesting to see the way that like Watson, one of the previous characters comes out as being like, you know, white and virginal and like uh, completely unsexed, you know, mm-hmm. completely like there is no sexuality with this character intentionally. So, um, and this character being meant to be like uh, intentionally per the artist, per the original designer meant to be about pushing some sexuality back in, but also being like a, a, a not just a woman of color, but a, but a Latino woman, and like all that stuff is really f- interesting and and has a lot to unpack mm-hmm. um, uh, around around yeah. the way that that stuff is depicted. There's a little I, again, bit of like an angry Latina it. stereotype yes, with her, yes, which is frustrating because I'm invested in her rivalry with <laughs> Revenant. You know, I'm, yes, I'm deeply totally. invested in that part of that story. Totally. But I also have noticed, you know, in the season trailer, uh, in some of the like highlight stuff. For one of her finishers, the camera really likes to circle around her backside. Oh yeah, no, you know? she got an ass in a way that no other character in this game has an ass. I was I think the on only Pornhub other character who, per recommendation of Emmanuel Mayberg, who said that we should check uh-huh. Pornhub in the morning for trends. A Loba uh-huh. Apex is a trending search on Pornhub. Right I'm not now. surprised. Of course you know? it is. Like, of course it is. <laughs> yes, probably the first Apex character. Yeah. I don't know why Mirage didn't get his due. I know that you're a Mirage stan. I know. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <that> he's... <laughs> He gives me bisexual himbo energy. I just feel like there should be like a lot more porn of him. The difference, I think, one of the things that's different different there is that like, I think his his horniness is played for jokes. Like he's a, he's a laughable like he's a laughable himbo. That is the stereotype, right? Yeah. He thinks he's so pretty. He's incredibly vain. He's incredible. He thinks he's incredibly funny. Uh, Gita is like blushing, thinking about Mirage as we speak. It's like, he, yes, my beautiful boy Mirage. There's a, a voice line you can get in the season pass where he says, would you like to join me for a Mirage a toi? That's when I get beat up by two other guys. God. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, that's I was gonna say that is honestly never mind. I retract it. They know exactly what they're doing with him. That's the best way to make him to make him hot. Um He really but, did like they lent in they leaned into the himbo stuff with this most recent season. They redid a lot of his voice lines and it, it's a lot more like lovable doofus. Oh they made my him, god! Like, from one of the worst characters this to one of the best characters. It's so good now. I bamboozle yeah. people so much. It's add when you pop that all in the middle of a firefight now it actually allows people to get behind cover because everyone's mm-hmm. so distracted which is yeah i i like that it psychologically psychs out the player as opposed to putting <laughs> an effect on their character and mm-hmm. I, they really made it work got some uh, very good just, bamboozles. Th- turning turning invisible while you're uh, rev- so when you're reviving people is so 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 good so good yeah I, anyway anyway um yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm going to continue to try to play it. I hope that they fix this hit scan stuff yeah. sh- soon because I want to get back to it very, very quickly if possible. Um, 
anyone else get to get up to anything this weekend worth chatting about oh, i guess i'll shout out i was also on a stream this weekend i uh i swung through the ranged touch um trans lifeline charity stream oh, nice. where cameron Kunzelman and danny uh of range touch i don't know danny's last name i feel bad about that uh played through all of morrowind well <laughs> played through morrowind we beat morrowind huh. played through all of his <clears throat> I think that if you are the true reincarnation of our savior, Nevarar, then, or I always say Nevarar, Nerevar, then uh, you don't need to do all the steps to save the world. You can just drink a potion that lets you jump really far, drink a bunch of additional potions that make you really, really strong uh, and healthy and uh, fortunate so that when you pick up the cursed the cursed blade keening that would traditionally kill you instantly. You just have enough health that it doesn't. And then with that, you can of course destroy the, the heart of, of a God like you do in video games. Uh, and that was really fun. Uh, uh, so people can go check that out. Um, anyone else have any, have any weekend recommendations or things y'all got up to in the weekend? Or should we take a break and come back and talk about some, uh, some other video game stuff? That's a break. I Let's just take played a break. D&D. It was fine. You just played D and D. It was fine. Great. <laughs> Great. You know, Rousing D- recommendation for D&D. <laughs> uh, all right, was, we'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, we are back to talk more about video games. Um, what y'all been? What y'all been playing? I know, Kata, you, been, you sent me a list of a, of a couple things. Yeah, I've been playing a couple different things. Um, we can talk. So I've been playing um, a bunch of stuff that's got you know um, this weird, uh, not weird, but this through line of being because it's all indie, having like very specific retro aesthetics. In different ways. One of them being, um, let's see, which one should we do first? The uh, we uh, tonight we riot. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw cool. a bunch of trailers about that. That's published by um, by Means TV. Yes, oh, cool. which is wild. I didn't know that Means was going to get into video into game video publishing. Games. Yeah, totally. Um, but they've made this kind of uh, new spin on a. Uh, what is ostensibly kind of a beat 'em up, but it's like a beat 'em up where you play a group of people. Um, uh, basically, you go around liberating different uh different uh workers, and you're fighting through, um, you know, uh, riot cops and corporate lackeys, etc. <laughs> uh, but the way that the attacks uh work is that you're loosely controlling this group of workers that you've um liberated where um they kind of follow 
your same attack patterns loosely. It, it feels kind of very oh, naturalistic to like the dynamics maybe of a group because you also have the option to tell them to move if you want them to like avoid something but it, it it's like not a one-to-one where like it like happens immediately it's very it feels very much like you're 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 hurting a group of people and like trying to get people to do stuff but they're not always a hundred percent and not everyone's listening at the same time or at the with the same speed and i really you- enjoyed that dynamic are they still doing so like I'm watching gameplay right now and it's like a character moving around with a banner and then behind that pe- character is, you know, five or six or even more. Yeah. People get, depending on the level. Uh, big old group. Uh, um, how many and then it's like you, you hit break. the button to throw a brick and then a split second later, you know, three or four of the other people do. And then and then another split second after that, a bunch of the other people do it. Is that the, the basic? Yeah, in general. And also also with uh, movement, which actually becomes um, kind of interesting because there are like certain aoe explosions to avoid or like Mm. other things that would take out a bunch of people at once and you kind of Mm -hmm. have to like you can't just move your character back and wait for them to respond you also have to give the command to like hey move back otherwise people are going to get hurt and so the, wait, do the, they not then just follow your avatar or your character? They they, you they do in untop- general, but that that delay without giving them the specific see. command to move is such that you want to give that command when you're trying to avoid something. Um, and all these dynamics really make it give that kind of push and pull of like, look, we're all doing the same thing together, but like they're they are individual actors, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is a really neat dynamic for this 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 type of game. The other thing also is that at the end of the level. Um, the kind of metric you're scored on is workers saved, which is mm-hmm. not just like the workers you've liberated from these different uh, factories and stuff. It's how many are with you alive at the end, right? They don't <sighs> become this kind of RTS fodder for like, we can push through as long as a bunch of people die, you right. know? And um, oh, do you, you get only get certain... If- Huh? You've lost. Do you get to progress if you've made it through, but your workers have not? You do, yeah. But like the thing that it kind of locks behind is um, upgrades, which I actually found that mm. moving forward without those upgrades becomes increasingly more difficult. Oh, I bet. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's like interesting. there. There are certain update. Like one of the upgrades is like a gas mask, and I like didn't get it the first time. I like lost too many people getting through the level. And the next level after that had a bunch of areas where, like, getting hit by gas <laughs> uh, transformed the people that uh, that got hit by it into these monsters that, like, started rampaging and killing everyone. Uh, this place, it, like, but then I went back, got the thing, and, like, was able to continue on. So, like, this, like, importance on, like, not just, like, you know, it's not the, like, um usual like group dynamics of like well if we have enough people to kind of like right. brute force this that's we're how we zer- can do we're this. gonna zerg like, rush and that means losing a bunch of people but oh well but oh well right right it's totally yeah, that's really cool. that in- which is cool yeah like it's 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 neat and i really enjoyed uh what i've played i've gone through like there's like um almost like uh you know it's like a one 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 two like situation and i'm like onto world like three or whatever right now and you know, it's it's really fun. I like. Uh, what are you playing on? You're playing on PC. Okay, yeah, it's because cool, um, cool. I think it's coming out on Switch, which yeah, is like is. a shock to me given <laughs> given the content of the game. I was right. like, I don't uh, different Nintendo, yeah. different time. No, and it's you know? it's it's also like I've, I've said like liberate and stuff. Like this is like a hundred percent not not trying to hide any of its politics behind. No, like, yeah, <laughs> it is like you know sickle and uh, fucking hammer on everything like. It's 
fucking out there saying like you were dropping red flags you were like yeah yeah yeah. no you're you're fighting the riot cops in the streets yeah you are taking over factories there is not a yeah this is not this is not (laughs) hiding there 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 is very little euphemism here absolutely um yeah yeah that's been super fun and really enjoyable. i clicked ahead in this gameplay footage and a very shitty looking ceo type said the board has decided you'd be more valuable to shareholders if you were dead yeah so (laughs) you know uh uh it's great it's great and like um just the we gotta do something about these vice leaks (laughs) (laughs) Get him. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, I, I, we did not even it, because it has been such a strange week. We have not we did not uh-huh. even do what we should have done, which is open uh, this podcast by uh, shouting out the folks who were unfortunately let go during the layoffs last week. Um, it was one of those things where they timed it. Was it Friday that this happened yeah. in between mm-hmm. our podcast, which means we'd recorded a podcast for Friday before the layoffs hit uh, after. And then the layoffs hit. And now it's Monday, which means we've already gone through a lot of the processing and, and talking to folks who got laid off and and all that. But uh, as always, uh, it is it is so frustrating to to work at a company where we are surrounded by people who are incredibly talented and to see management uh, decide to invest in itself instead of those talented people. Um, especially in a time of crisis where you know that the people who are going to feel that crisis the most are the people who are being targeted by layoffs and not the executives who have not, for instance, further cut their own uh, income to, to keep some people on board uh, and instead have just chosen to, to you know, kick people out here. Um, it sucks. It's very frustrating. Uh, so thank you for people who, who checked in on us. Obviously that, that means a lot to us. Uh, if you were in a position where you can, you know, look for, look, you know, reach out to people who got laid off here and, and, and offer them freelance work, uh, please, please do that. Some really amazing, talented folks, uh, uh, are out there. Check out the vice union Twitter for, uh, some, some connects on that. Uh, we cannot go down into like talking about just vice internal drama otherwise we will we will die here uh this is where we will live and die um uh, well, also we, we need a code breaking team to fully understand it i think is, <laughs> is what i'm getting god uh the language of, of the management class uh is jargon so that the working class can't keep up um uh god what was the other game that you played this weekend um i played another game uh called boreal tales which has a retro aesthetic from a different era of like I, I think I forgot to mention the specific aesthetic of the of the um, Tonight We Riot being a oh, yeah, Tonight very we're, much like kind of the sixteen bit era. Yeah, it, uh, Tonight and, We Were Riot makes me think a lot of um, Game Boy Advanced games for some reason. Yeah. I think it's the squashed proportionate proportional uh characters because it's like well we got a lot of horizontal space but we don't got a lot of vertical space how do we make a lot happen how do we make a lot of action happen here so totally so anyway boreal tales boreal tales um is uh um about uh, so it's it looks like a the way that they pitch it and i think this is true is a ps1 game um with uh, like static uh, camera angles, um, and what it is is an adventure game where you are Bree, um, who is, and you're looking for your sister who's disappeared. You're in this town that is a um, uh, has a paper mill in it, and the mill factory is closing down, and that's kind of part of this um, 
narrative, but um, I've only played a couple hours. And part of what's really interesting about it is the the kind of um, the way that this narrative is being uh, laid out is very dreamlike, or I even like to think of it more as almost like you find an old VHS tape that somebody used for like three different things and like ah. cuts randomly in weird places and you're not sure why because someone just started which goes with along with the aesthetic of this this game being kind of about um uh your sister disappears because she's getting into uh I forget the exact name let me see if I wrote it down it's like static alchemy or static witchcraft it's Love about to looking get into static alchemy <laughs> it's about like looking for patterns in like white noise on old CRTs and like trying to read them. Um, and there's a lot of that kind of specific uh, like VHS this aesthetic. This looks like the so game. Like di- I, digital magical realism in some way. Yeah. yeah. Yes. This yes. game looks like what I wanted Y2K to be. Sure. <laughs> um, that, that like earthboundish uh, RPG that ended up being kind of like disappointing trash uh, was, was just like, I wanted to evoke a lot of this, but uh-huh. this looks also, no, I will say, Kato, this looks so much better than any PS1 game yeah, ever no, could look. Yes, just obviously. to be clear. Saying, <laughs> um, and it'll, it is also, um, by, and by better, better, uh, to, to qualify what I mean by better, because uh, I think a lot of PS1 games look great. There are a lot of effects at work here that were not available on software like the PS or on the hardware like the PS1, uh, in, in terms of like lighting effects in terms of the way animation is being dealt with here. Like the characters, uh, uh, the characters really emote super well in, in what I've seen from this, which is really interesting. Um, yeah, I'm playing this. This looks incredible. Yeah. It, the aesthetic is fucking amazing. And, um, just the way it jumps, it, it makes these jumps from scene to scene that are not, that are, that are, uh, like, um, uh, unbalancing, but not jarring in a, in a in a way where you're like lost. I don't know. It's like, um, yeah, it's like that thing I mentioned before, which like really fits into the whole like like themes of like this specific era of uh, you know people having VHS camcorders and like what like an average person would do. And like, there's no editing, right? Like people would cut and stop and start things in weird in weird places. You would start in the middle of a conversation and, um there's a lot of mystery thrown at you right at the right at the beginning of this too like it does it does not waste any time getting started and i'm really enjoying it i'm definitely going to circle back around once i finish it and kind of give more thoughts but uh definitely worth we, checking it out for um boreal we tales. should note that we don't mean the boreal tales that seems to be some sort of typing game which is what? a different game with the same name, which is what comes <laughs> what? up if you just search for Boreal Tales on um, on uh, on Google. Okay. Uh, you have to, in fact, scroll. Why didn't they make it? Why didn't you just go to the um, bottom of my? I've just go to the bottom of the first page wow. to find the Steam link. Uh, uh, is there? Wait, is even it on Steam? even even? Huh? Is it on Steam? <laughs> Yes. Well, okay. it comes out tomorrow on Steam. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I I got it on Itch. I think it's right. already it's already out. But on like itch. Boreal Tales on Twitter is this other different game. So wow, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> which actually has debatably more of a PS One aesthetic if you think about <laughs> PS One sprite games. Right. Um. Uh. So that's funny. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, 
Boreal Tales looks really good. Yeah. Um, Rob, you can we sound- do, can we do this? Can, can we, we get can- into this? Y- yes. Yes, we can. Rob is smiling with a fiendish glee right now. <laughs> ear to ear. I can't believe you've done this, Rob. I can't believe you after last week. Neither could Patrick, apparently. Like literally, like, literally, Patrick had to message me on Twitter. Like, what the fuck? Uh, so I got in a mood this weekend where I was like, you know what I must do? Absolutely must. I must play Alien Isolation. Is this because and we raised it in conversation last week? Is that why? I'm asking. I don't know. Did you you seed get planted in your brain? I I think it must have. I think also it's probably been kicking around in my head ever since I bought a a Blu-ray of it like last fall and Uh. watched it. And it was like, yeah, sometimes sometimes it really hits you like, damn, that movie rules. Like what a good what what a good atmosphere and what a scary movie. And I just wanted to exist in that space a little bit more, right? I like I I wanted the vibe of Alien World. Uh and so I reinstalled Alien Isolation. Was like this time, this time I'm gonna beat that game. Uh (laughs) and it turns out one, I've never gotten nearly as far along in that game as I thought. Uh, I was getting achievements where you're like, okay, uh, you know, what it tells you what percentage of people have these achievements. And I was like, I think I got like halfway through that game. I start unlocking achievements, uh, in this playthrough and it starts being like, yeah, uh, half of players, half those. And if you know about Steve steam completion rates, like most people don't play very much of a game, right? Like, like complete, like achievement rates are generally pretty low. Like even, 25% 25% is a lot, right? Like sometimes the first uh you just in you just launch the game for the first time achievement is something that only like 70% of people have. Uh so it's it, it was weird and I I was determined this time I would not give up on it like I have in the past. And I think part of that is in the past I have just been too freaked out to continue with it. I found it a very stressful uh exhausting grind to play through because the alien is such a persistent uh, foe that you can't really do anything about it. You just get like relentlessly hunted by this thing and it's always there. And after a point, it starts to feel just infuriating, right? Like this fucking thing isn't scary. It's just coming out of nowhere to wreck your attempts to explore this creepy haunted space station. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was doing better than I have in the past. Uh, but this time I, I was still getting frustrated and eventually in desperation, I started, you put in, sometimes you just have to tell Google what's in your heart. Uh, that's less safe now than it used to be because of how the Patriot act was renewed. And now, you know, now, now what you tell Google goes straight to uncle Sam. Uh, but I, I, you know, I decided to uh, live my truth. Uh, people, you know, the, the FBI can know all about this if they want. I searched, uh, Alien isolation, alien is annoying. Great. Because you just want to feel connection with another human being yeah, sometimes. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> look, look, I'm not saying I'm scared of this thing. I'm done. Like, we're past scared. I just hate it. I hate it so much. I want it to fucking die. I'm like Ripley, like three movies in, except like here I am where I just met this thing. And I'm like, oh, it's fucking alien. Can you believe this thing? Uh, And sometimes as you do, I found like the magical uh, like Steam community result that totally changed how I play this game. Ooh! I found somebody basically like putting on the Steam, like the the Steam forums, 
it literally my issue, which was just that I'm just trying to explore the space station, man. And this thing keeps coming out of nowhere. It just sucks. I hate it. I hate it. And there were, you know, your usual mix of people being like, get good. Um, somebody who replied to that with like a ridiculously detailed walkthrough of the exact sequence the player is having trouble with, but didn't really address the the underlying problem. But then somebody is in there in the, in, in the replies and they unpack what this game is about. Uh, and their their recommendations were don't hoard your supplies like the oh. noisemakers are there to be used. Like yeah. the point of this is not to get to the game with the most like grenades and noisemakers and flashbangs possible. The point is to use those things as fat, like whenever you need to progress through the game. The point is to outsmart this predator using your tools because that's the only advantage you have. The other thing they advised was that I can't believe I never figured out this was how the game worked. The game introduces the notion that you can hide in the lockers. But what it doesn't tell you is that hiding in the lockers will just make the alien hover in the area. And so the thing they recommended was alien is about a game, about like you keep moving forward. Like right. you keep, like you stay mobile. Uh, don't, don't sneak very much. Like don't drop into a stealth crouch and like crawl around the level. You take it like characters are not, not that observant. Uh, the thing that keeps you safe is not being in an area too long. The longer you in an, you are in an area, the longer, like the higher the chance the alien will begin a search. But if you right. keep moving at a decent pace, you just start out like outpacing the alien's interest in hunting you. And once I like once I read that, um, I realized like it completely changed how I played this game. Right, like it completely made me realize. Okay, so there's not going to be a point in the game where, aha, you didn't you didn't store enough noisemakers, so you're fucked. Like the game will right. always make sure that you probably have enough of those to get through. And the fact that the minute I stopped hiding in lockers, hoping that eventually the thing would just go the fuck away, uh, the game got a lot easier. Like once I just started walking through and just started kind of barefacing my way through alien isolation, uh, the the game got really manageable. Where huh. I was just like, oh hey, that's a synthetic. Well, it's sort of quarter turned away from me. That's probably enough. And I would just brush past it, and wow. it wouldn't see shit. <laughs> um. That's fascinating. Yeah. So I started like really cook on this game and I've been really enjoying it. And, uh, you know, it, the way that it does have some really cool set pieces. Like there's a sequence where you're, go where you're rifling through a, um, a hospital and it's over it, like it's full of survivors who are armed and will shoot you on sight. But their shots will also bring the alien down. And so the entire sequence just takes on this like nightmarish cast of <laughs> like Pete, like the humans won't shoot at you immediately. They'll usually try to back you off. And so you'll have people like waving revolvers in your hand, in your face being like, you know, do you want to die today? Just back off, just turn <laughs> around and walk away. If you don't do it fast enough, like they will open fire. They're not super accurate, but then the next thing that happens is you hear like a vent duct burst open right, of course. and then you hear screaming. And like gunshots and like pounding feet, and you're just like, I'm feet, do your stuff, <laughs> just walking away. It's just like I came here for the trauma kit, I'm leaving. Uh it did make me realize, like, it's weird. I think Alien Isolation is is a game that I think is really cool. It's a game I admire. But as I play through it, I'm not sure it's a good game, right? 
I huh. like it might be a great game. I'm not sure it's a good one. <laughs> uh, please, please, please unpack your your the line you're drawing here. <laughs> Alien Isolation has a really unique character. Like Alien Isolation is really unlike just about any other game. Like there's elements of your classic immersive sims like Thief the Dark Project, etc. Uh, there's there's a lot of like good stealth game DNA. But its real interest is in lovingly and with fanatic att- fanatical attention to detail, recreating the aesthetic and world of the original Alien. Ooh. That is the one thing it does better than anything else. And that's why, like, this time I think I really gelled with it more than usual. Because what the game's primary interest is in is what I was coming to it for. I just wanted to go soak in this fucking VHS aesthetics, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted the yeah. uh, sort of... Uh, you know, CRT displays, scan lines, uh, you know, weird analog glitches. I want a big boxy computers and all the attention to detail, right? Because in a video game, you can sort of pay attention to those things. Like they're just yeah. background set dire- de- direction in a movie or set decoration in a movie. But in a video game, people have the freedom and interest to say like, okay, well, how does all this stuff fit together, right? Like how do I imbue an object you glimpse in the background of a scene in alien and make it like, what does it do in this world? Where would you find it? What would the rooms where it crops up look like? Yeah. And all of that is really striking and gives it an incredible, almost unmatched like sense of place and character, but it's also not a very accomplished stealth game. Like it's trying to be, but Once you realize, like, oh, these are the limitations of the alien, what they've actually created is not a very convincing hunter, but also something that will routinely interfere with some of the most important aspects of the game, right? Like, you will be logged into a terminal to read your classic emails, right? Like, what were people saying before all the shit went down on the station? While you're doing that, you're incredibly vulnerable, and the alien or a synthetic might come along and just kill you at any moment. And so the game is constantly punishing you for trying to indulge in the great pleasure it offers, exploring the world, soaking in the atmosphere, because the game is constantly saying, like, move it along, move it along. You you shouldn't be here. You need to keep going. And as that goes on, like, familiarity breeds not necessarily contempt of the alien, but just kind of exhaustion. Where you're just like, <laughs> right. I just want to see the story. I think this is why, like, one of the most popular mods for this game just removes the fucking alien. Right. Right. Like. Uh, so I, I think it's a really interesting game because I think this game does have kind of an outsized reputation and I understand why, like, I badly wish there was another one of these. Um, I would have loved to see what a refined version of this looks like, but instead what we have is just this really strange passion project that echoes a lot of influences that clearly loves and admires, but also particularly with the game design can't quite fully evoke. Um, the last thing I note here, and it, this is sort of the, a contrast that really jumped out at me, maybe just because of the state of the world, whatever. If you think about Alien, it's full of these like intensively blue collar sensibilities, right? Like the crew wakes up on their shitty, <laughs> on their shitty space truck and immediately start arguing about bonus pay. And back yeah. and like 
contract fulfillment. The maintenance guys are in their own little world and just fuck with Ripley routinely, right? Like they, you know, there's the scene where she's trying to talk to him and they keep like venting the steam line so that nobody can hear anything. Yeah. Uh, just cause they're, just cause they're trying to make her like yell and make, like make it clear they're not really listening to her. And it's just, it's, it's all full of these ways that like working stiffs, like on a, on a job site, will kind of mess around and shoot the ship, but also it's a serious job. Like it just has it just has the sense of these are manual laborers. Mm-hmm. Um in in their their manual laborers in an industry. Uh these are not these are not white collar workers in any sense. What's interesting about Alien Isolation is it's the world of Alien maybe I'm reading too much into this, but it's the world of Alien is shot through the sensibilities of a video game uh, studio, namely Creative Assembly. <laughs> and so when you go to, as you go through Sevastopol Station, what you uncover is, what, what you will find more of is the consequences of bad management decisions. And you will <laughs> find people talking about how we need to pitch this client on our uh, Android production line. And if we don't, like it's curtains for a project, we're going to be shut down. And so Sevastopol Station is a stage for not the anxieties of Alien, not the anxieties of the expendability of an industrial like uh, right. blue collar workforce. It is a stage for the nonsensical and often self-defeating and still destructive uh, policies of a professional uh, of a professional managerial class, let's say. Uh, like it, it is alien, but what if alien were really about what happens in the tech sector? Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. I'm installing it now. (laughs) (laughs) It's on game pass. This has inspired me to open up game pass on my PC for the first time in forever. Uh, It might be a controller game. Yeah. Well, I'll play it with a controller then. Yeah, because I was because I had started on the game. Everything's pass. a controller game. Uh, not everything, but very nearly for me. It, that's how it feels, right? Like unless you're really like in a fussy shooter, like, like increasingly... Valorant is the only thing I play with, yeah. a, or or a or a, a strategy game, right? Like yeah. But otherwise, I'm 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 controller for most things at this point. This sounds yeah. this sounds I, I I've uh, Alien Isolation is a game I've watched people play, but never played myself. That I know I would probably have strong feelings about. And have just never given it the time, and I should do that. I should at least give it. I should at least give it a few hours and see what I feel. You know. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna dig up that. I'm gonna dig up that uh, Steam thread though, so you don't get. Please do. Like I do. Please. I like, really literally appreciate it. The reason I thought this, like, I gotten far in this game was I made the like opening act take like six fucking hours because right. I was just like terrible. Like, I was just like this alien slows progress to a crawl. Once I was like, this guy don't see shit. He can't smell me. There's no sense of smell in this game. You just walk around him. Uh, once I realized that I was just like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, uh, the, the worker stuff that you talked about there also reminded me that I have put more time into fallout. Uh, 76 on Matthew Galt's uh, recommendation. Yeah, uh, he says as, as that recall. the new shit makes it incredibly good. I have but- not. So I just am getting to the new shit now. The new shit doesn't unlock. Well, okay. There's new shit from the jump. There is like uh, an opening quest that didn't exist before where you help a bar out, basically. 
Um, but then it's the old shit for 15 levels because uh, usually it's level 20 to get to the new new shit. Uh, so I'm only just now getting to the new new shit. The old shit I still don't think is very good. Um, and and I've actually it's been very interesting to see to try to play this game with other people because it's it's made me. I had I've had a bunch of experiences this week this past week that have helped me understand my own multiplayer gaming anxieties in a new way, which is interesting. <laughs> uh, the Fallout thing is like I neither want to go as slow as anyone else or as fast as anyone else uh, with a Fallout game. I don't want to play that style of game with someone else in any of the modes at which I'm normally playing that game because either people aren't being as thorough as I would be in my exploration and people are moving on too quickly or people are like being lackadaisical and being just kind of like, yeah, we can just kind of poke through this place. I'm like, no, I am. I am playing a Bethesda game. I am sprinting. I am picking up all of this duct tape. I'm going to clear this room out and I'll be in the next room before you're even in the door. Um, and, and that is tough. Uh, it has been a fun place to just like socially hang out or like let myself be in that more passive mode, but it's a lot of work to do it. The other thing was, and Kata, you can speak to this because you were in this group. Yeah. I did a group Valorant. I did a 5v5 Valorant uh, series this weekend um, with people I knew. It was like literally 5v5 with friends of, of, of mine, with friends of friends of mine. Um, and that experience sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like Valorant a lot and I won we won two of the three games I was in so it's not like it was like I have I have you know I'm salty over that loss or whatever it was it was three blowouts in a row uh, so I guess one of the lessons was definitely that like however frustrating the mat the official matchmaking can be it's better than hitting random on 10 of your friends yeah. and hoping that it turns out okay um, but more importantly, the two kind of the two takeaways for me were like one is one is it sucks to just be like completely outmatched in a game and be like, well, this team, we're just not going to we just can't find a footing here. But more importantly was it felt bad to instrumentalize the knowledge that I had of my friends for victory. <laughs> oh, no. Kato. Oh, no. Kato, every time as Omen that uh -huh. you do the, the ability, the, you mm -hmm. go to heaven. Every time. <laughs> well. And so there was a moment, Kato, when I said to my team, when you were not on my team, where you go, you know, the Omen does the thing. Omen is a character in this game who can teleport uh -huh. as, as his ult, can teleport anywhere on the map, picks a point in the map, teleports to it behind the enemy line, effectively, in this first-person shooter. And it would be like scatter or whatever the line is that Omen got, does. And I say out loud, Kato's in heaven. <laughs> and someone rotates to heaven and shoots you in the head. And that, uh, one, yep. I know the opposite is also happening to me in my Brimstone plays. Oh. Where like people are going, well, <laughs> okay, well, off the smoke there. He's, He's about to drop the ult. Split. Like, you know what this out. is. Um, uh, or whatever it is. Right? But, yeah. And... That isn't enjoyable for me when it works. What <laughs> right. I like about understanding my uh, the my the the the, idiosync the idiosyncrasies of my friends in a game like Valorant is learning how to utilize them, learning how to help uh, people understand where that could be a, a, a speed bump for them, yeah. or um, emphasizing uh, how to play with that in mind. Where like when you go to go to teleport to heaven, I'm not going to be like Kato, don't fucking teleport to heaven. You know you're going to get shot in the head. What I might say is, all right, 
in my mind, I know Kato is about to teleport to heaven. How do I utilize that ability and play with it? Like, is it that right. I go make sure that someone else doesn't run up and sh- shoot him in the back of the head? Is it that I know that we're going to have this moment where we're going to have protection? Heaven, uh, I should clarify, heaven is a is on maps in Valorant, and I believe in Counter-Strike, where the term comes from, um, is just like a window looking down onto the map, basically, from a, a higher position. And on most maps, there is at least one place that is called heaven, that colloquially we call heaven, because it's looking down on like kind of a, a, a contested area. Um, uh, and it's like, okay, I know that's where Kata's going. I like to play with that. I like it. I know that people will be able to say, okay, Austin will cons- will always drop smoke clouds in these areas, which means we'll have cover from there. What I don't want is that feeling of like when Austin drops the smoke clouds there, that means that they're going to push this direction. Let's chop off their fucking heads. <laughs> um, and even though we, I won most of those rounds, it's just like I didn't leave. I don't want to shit talk my friends in that way. I just don't have it in me in that way. Um, and I know that that reflects probably my own childhood sporting experiences and my own relationships with different types of masculinity and expression. And or I like to shit talk. I just like to shit talk strangers with my friends. Yeah. Um, I like to shit talk when it, we are down or equal uh, in, in, in a match. Um, um, I don't like to shit talk when when we're crushing someone. It's not fun to crush someone. It's fun to come from behind. It's fun to have a close game and pull it out in the end. Uh, and and believe me, that is when my shit talking is on point. Like I I you know I have it. Um, but I I just ha- it was very it was a very telling experience for me to sit down play those games, come out ahead, and still have not had a very good time. Um, I don't know, Kato, if that speaks to any of your experiences in the in those matches. But yeah, I mean. I don't know. I I I I'm I'm a very optimistic person in general and oftentimes I can like work around the like losses as learning experiences. Yeah. In that situation where I feel like a lot of people will especially when like I mean I was on the 130 side twice uh <laughs> cuz uh, Valorant games play out in uh first to 13. Yeah. Um so and it's like, yeah, it can get rough. And I think part of it is whether you're coming to that game with the mindset to try to improve, which is a thing that you have to actively be doing. I feel like oh, you yeah. come to a game and, you know, you're trying to play a game to the best of your ability, but the difference there being like taking note basically of mistakes and understanding what the mistakes are versus like, I'm just not like, yeah, no, I, I, I think the, that's which like, I mean that, that to me is why I'm totally good with losing. Like it is for me, right. it isn't about getting right. stomped. It's about, it's about this particular type of competition with people I know, um, and, which is a, which is, I know again, an idiosyncratic thing for me. Um, and so like, it was, it was, yeah, it was mostly like, it, did it you feel like you were able to bad. learn stuff on that, on the match where you were not 13 and 0? Uh, yeah, mostly it was, it was a lot of like understanding, uh, like mistakes made by the, when, when, when we were on like defense, understanding like why a, an offense crumbles. Right. Right. Or like. When oh. you watched, you did, you Here's the, also that was, 
Yeah, yeah. I was about to say one of the rounds I was observing because we had right. like too too many people, right? But then the Valorant allows two observers. Uh, the um, a the observation mode in Valorant fucking sucks right now. Which whatever, it's a beta. They they haven't fully built it out or anything. Oh. But what was there? What I could see, um, kind of made certain strategies like really clearly stand out as like, oh, I understand why this fails like nine times out of ten, but people still try it. Um. The, the like, this seems like a good uh, uh, point of attack, but actually when you're looking from literal like bird's eye view, you understand the ways that these maps are built and how it can be easy to get collapsed in on from certain points. Mm-hmm. But it still feels, uh, it's still a thing that you see a lot in like random matches. Um, that was kind of the most fun. And I would, if you ever have a situation where you can be in observer mode watching a full game, like that's absolutely going to be one of the easiest ways to learn strategy on different maps um and it's like a thing that's like not really easy to get because there aren't um there's like no there's no in-game way to like share that sort of vod or anything and there aren't a lot of people doing streams from those perspectives you know which yeah. is unfortunate yeah but uh, Hopefully i really that- enjoyed being able to kind of see all of those different um like point of views is is really useful mm-hmm Hmm. Um. Well, that's that's definitely been my. That is. Uh, I'm excited to get back to it. Like I'm excited to get back to just playing the game and playing right. it with friends. Um. Uh. Which is which is weird. Like I've also been thinking a lot about that game in in the time of quarantine for me because I'm not. I'm not normally someone who likes to play purely competitive games, especially ones that uh-huh. don't have much in the world. That game does not have a a cool season pass. That right. game does not have a good feeling of progression. At all. It's not that stuff just hasn't what? been built for it yet. You're unlocking stuff at such a slow pace and that stuff yeah. doesn't isn't that cool. Um well, the the thing I was gonna that that I was gonna say was, and like this is obviously not gonna be for everyone, but I have had a I've actually been enjoying climbing through ranked missions. Ranked Sure, uh, ranked co- Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been able to like gain levels and like it's 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 that same notion where like when I'm losing matches in in ranked, I'm like totally. Well, I'm just saying. Take something away. Yeah. I'm just contextualizing inside of lots of games have ranked modes before. Sure. Most of those have never been able to pull me in. Apex is a game I love, and the thing that lets me continue to play it is the progression tick of going through a season pass and getting cool right. new stuff. Right, this right, game right. does not have that, and yet has me continuing to play it because. I, part of me wants to know if this is just like where I'm at right now. That is like, it is good to have a thing that I can hop on a call with four people and waste two hours with and feel like that time is contributing to something, which is my need for sociality, my need to do something in, in every single day that feels like I'm getting better at something, um, uh, et cetera. That I, I'm curious if a year ago today, if this game would have hit me in the same way, because what I would be doing in, in that time, almost always in the time that I sit down to play that game is would have been working at a coffee shop, would have been away at the office still late. Um, mm-hmm. uh, where I would not have had a computer in front of me to play this game with people. Uh, whereas now working from home, it's super easy to be like, oh, does anyone want to like sneak a game in really quick? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is an interesting like change for me that that has opened up this style of game that just wouldn't have been there for me previously. So that's my yeah. Valorant update for sure. <laughs> Rob, you're leaning forward. I can't tell. No, I'm just imagining you as like, 
you sort of playing the part of like Valorant, like Gina Davis in a league of their own, right? <laughs> Where just like you don't want to do it, but here's how you totally destroy my friends. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh, High fastballs, can't hit them, can't resist them. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing: is like I've gotten to be pretty fucking good at that game in compared to where I was originally. I also had a game yesterday or two days ago, whatever that was, two days ago. Where um, uh, I was playing with a friend of a friend, and that friend of a friend was like a CS:GO pro, yeah. uh, who had been pitched to me as like, oh, he hasn't played much Valorant yet, but he'd clearly played enough to for the matchmaking to put us with people as good as him and oh, not no. people as good as oh, me, no. and it was just like <laughs> the most embarrassing in my feelings. Just like, wow, I don't. I, I don't know how to play this game, I guess. I thought I'd gotten better over the last month, but now I'm trash. Um, so, yeah, uh. I um, I want to play Valorant really bad, but I've been afraid of, of that <laughs> scenario. I, like, you know? I, yeah, like, I well, didn't. I'm not a CSGO player. I, yeah. I that kind of first person, first person shooters in general. I'm like I'm I'm closer to Rob than I think in like my games taste. I yeah, like strategy yeah, yeah. stuff. I like sims uh i do like first person i love like apex and stuff but that's like really fast paced you like running and gunning and jumping and leaping everywhere uh when i play apex with people who have been playing valorant a lot they just talk about how they forgot that you can actually move while shooting it's great to move and shoot at the same time (laughs) in apex that's it is wait you mean i can run from a gun engagement after they've already started shooting at me what yeah yeah Yeah. i know know. Uh (laughs) well if you pick jet you could quickly do a side dash away no God. Yeah. No, I'm with you, Gita. And uh, but yeah. I, I do think I do think like given the amount the people that the amount of people who are playing Valorant in our circle right now that you could probably mm-hmm. find people yeah. who would not be rude about helping you learn that game. I certainly did. I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like I was trash. I was so bad. I don't play mouse and keyboard shooters. Like I don't do it. Uh, this is the first mouse and keyboard shooter again that I've played in probably eight years. Uh, and so to to get to where like okay I'm pretty consistent I don't feel like I am bringing the team down every time I play anymore. <laughs> in fact, I feel like I'm an asset in most of our matches. That feels good and like and I needed that feeling so bad, <laughs> so bad right yeah. now. Uh, yeah. So that's why I've been enjoying like investing in kind of getting better at shooters. Like yeah, it, it feels. I've been talking to my therapist a lot about um, doing things that make me feel good that the feeling good is not like dependent on external validation. So Mm -hmm. shooters are not something I'm good at. So I'm not going to get like external validation from other players or from the game. So I really have to find validation in my performance just within myself. Right, right. You know, seeing the damage number go up in Apex games or getting one more kill, (laughs) like one more thing, like that is the thing that's giving me that, like, that that feeling of accomplishment and having done something productive. Because, like, yeah, for my job, like getting better at shooters will be helpful. I can cover more games, but it's not like a a specific skill I need to train for my job. Yeah, it's like a completely frivolous thing that I'm slowly getting better at, and there's something really comforting about getting better at a completely frivolous thing right no totally 100 percent um before we wrap up i just want to shout out a couple things that came out that we've talked about before but but that we haven't talked about right now one of those is uh tales from off peak city which kato you talked about a couple of months ago that's out now on itch and steam that is the cosmo d photography game that you talked about uh probably three months ago right turns out i dove into the photography side of it much harder than 
uh, it's not a photography game. It has a oh, very okay. good camera right, that, that makes true. it feel like right. it's the focus of the game early on. And it turns out it's really actually about making pizza. But it's also great. Wait, pause. <laughs> Excuse me? What do you mean you thought it was a photography game, but it's a pizza motto? No, no, I didn't think it was. I just thought that Why was the should main I, wait, focus. Pause. Why oh, should I be convinced that it's a pizza making game at this point? <laughs> because I actually played more of it into where I like moved the story along. Uh-huh. Uh, and not just wandered around this place taking a bunch of weird photos. Um, it's just, it was, it was this thing where they gave you the camera early on, like super early. That's one of the very first things you can get. Uh-huh. Um, and I spent so much time playing around with it and talking to people up until the actual, actual quote unquote, actual, whatever the yeah. main thrust of the narrative has, has launched where I thought I was still moving along the right way. And I thought, it was about kind of exploring this world with your camera. Turns out it's actually about making pizza. You get to a, pl- a point where you're making pizza and that's the main part of this is being a pizza delivery person for a little bit. Okay. Um, I have to ke- actually didn't finish it yet. Uh, I have to go back as a, I just, I don't know. I forgot. I dropped off. My brain does this. I like get like two thirds through a game and then forget to finish it. Um, but yeah, it, well, it's, if I, if I can, if I can add on to games coming out this week that are that look cool and is a, f- a photography game, also out tomorrow <laughs> is uh, Umarangi Generation, Ooh. which has one of the coolest vibes I've seen in a game. Wait, what is this? Uh, this is incredible. There's a demo out now that I did not put any time into, but watch someone play some of. Uh, it is it is very much the open world photography game oh, that fuck. you pitched uh, Tales oh, no. Tales of Peak City as. Uh, it looks gorgeous. There's like a, you know, I, I I would say that there's like a a bit of like a near future cyberpunk vibe, but I really uh-huh. want to emphasize that I don't mean the sort of cloud punk vision of cyberpunk. I mean, there is like some neon signage and stuff, but it is like a dirty, messy, you know, three years from now or, or th- three or 30 years from now, depending on how capitalism goes. Um, uh, <laughs> everything just like is, it's like, I don't say everything is desaturated because so much of this game seems to be like, Hey, you have a camera, you fuck with saturation. Um, uh, uh, but there's just like, there's a real lived in feeling to these spaces um and and i'm excited to to check this out it's very much a like Uh, hey go compose a shot for me uh that has these this set of things in it type type game you know what i mean um uh, so so yeah so games to pick up this week uh, um for me umarangi generation tales of off peak city uh, and then what was the uh, Boreal Tales? Absolutely. Boreal Tales, yeah. Um, so that is that. That's what my doc. That's what my video game docket looks like this week. Uh, on that note, I think we should probably wrap things up. I'm not going to take a dip in the question bucket. Um, I need to go eat lunch. I'm really hungry. I also so need. I'm going to call a break there. Also, I have to go back and watch that Vice All Hands that that I missed most of. So I should I should go do that. I hope everyone has uh, a good week. I hope. I'm just getting a bad vibe right now from this week. Do you know what I mean? Maybe it's because last week was bad. Maybe it's because everyone is still, maybe it's because not everyone is still quarantined and parts of the country and the world are opening up preemptively (laughs) in a way that scares me deeply. Um, uh, But I'm trying to put as many good vibes as I can out into the air. I hope people take care of themselves this week. Uh, Please know that, that as always, your support means the world to us. Um, You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash waypoint. You can follow me at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people follow you, Rob? 
So what I was getting to about Palpatine was that his ah. brand of evil, what he represented originally, Good. started to look too much like the sort of American empire that existed through the latter half of the 20th century. I mean, the prequels and are ex- so, pretty explicitly a 9-11, like, Iraq War analog, right. right? And so the question of, like, what is he all about has to be obscured, has to become almost meaningless, like, evil for evil's sake, because – and this is a problem across media – it the like actual yeah actual motivation for villains people who actually have like an intent for how I'll reorder the world inevitably begin to sound too much like a target market for whatever piece of media they're making or the opposite it's, happens right which is you get the villain who has the good idea but too much right you get the like ah yes their diagnosis is correct but the cure is very bad <laughs> uh, <laughs> like they, the cure is too far isn't it that's not a rational cure. Um, but you're right. Palpatine Killmonger, is, why are you so angry? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. That is the yeah. Hmm. Um, that is the that is the alternative. Uh, OK, I like that analysis. This is good. This is good. Uh, Gita, where can people find you on the Internet? You can find me at XOXO Gossip Gita. <laughs> and Kato, how about you? Where does ego play into all of this? Like how? But how, there's a point at which what is more? What's next? I just I feel like the ego right. is sated. By the point at which you is got it, a cool, is it the point not, of right? No, but isn't I think that the, that's. I think that it's bad. I think that that's like sure. no one. No one has that ego without mm. also having not that ego without also having ideology without also having rationalization because they have to talk to other people and convince other people that what they're doing is just so that sure. people will do it or have to give them stuff. You either have to have ego monsters who are just so unbelievable. There's a degree of monstrousness that's hard to believe, not because people won't do monstrous things, but because people are very good at rationalizing monstrous things or building ideologies around which monstrous things seem rational. Hold on. Can I give you a game that had a really smart take on this? Yeah, sure. The original Force Unleashed game. Huh. It's entire retcon of the origins huh. of the Rebel Alliance. Gita's face right <laughs> now is unbelievable. What overtakes Palpatine is that he's won. Like the Jedi are exterminated, mm. like the Empire is secure. But his driving force at that point is paranoia. He just can't believe that he's won. Oh, and so he has to keep striking at striking out at enemies. And so his big idea is that what if we create a false front rebel alliance? under the under the banner of an agent we control and that will draw everyone out but there is no conspiracy <laughs> there, there is, is no, no rebel alliance what <laughs> oh, he does wow. is he creates it and then loses control of the plot <laughs> and it spirals that's, out that's of control the the game ends with him telling vader like uh we need to get ahead of this rebel alliance or it's going to destroy us that's amazing. and the entire thing is just it's all palpatine psychodrama that's very fun. Wow. Uh, this I like. Now this, now this I'm here for. <laughs> that requires no worldview, right? It's just I fulfilled, yes. like I have everything I want. Oh my God, how do I protect it? Right. 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 And That's then what, all right. you can think so, so about this is, the thing is, is how you sorry, hold on. The thing to be clear is the, the part of the original trilogy that, that does this work for me is, of course he wants to protect what he has. This makes perfect sense to me. The thing that ends up being difficult for me is the is Sheev more than Emperor Palpatine. Is Senator Sheev... At that point, all he, all I get is he is the most recent in the long, hidden Sith like legacy who has who has really become obsessed with destroying the Jedi. Oh yeah, but I feel well, you know the what Sith I mean. Suck. 
this suck. Shit suck. Well, I know. But, but I think they but I think they suck in ways that are that are reflective of two things. One, Lucas didn't actually have anything plotted out. You of know course, what I mean? Like, right. well, and other the adaptations Sith, of nothing. the Sith, the other adaptations of the Sith try to define them as as uh, kind of reflections of the Jedi or or, or like the uh, in re- in reaction to the Jedi as being like deeply passionate as in you know, believing in competition and 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 uh, anger and accepting. There's a real politic element of the Sith in certain adaptations, right? Um, yeah. But. But with, I think with you the, get some of that with, the, with Palpatine, with Sheev, but you don't get all of it. But what the universe gets to is the Sith are just people who just do evil for evil's sake. Yes. They're just nasty. They're Gotta just do nasty. something about those Sith. And there's never many of them. They're like it's always just like there's oh, always there's more one than master, the, one apprentice. <laughs> okay, there's always more than the two they say there are, but there is never as many as there were Jedi at the height of the Jedi Order. Unless you go all the way back to times when there were actually huge armies of Sith. Star Wars is a land of contrasts. I've been watching Clone Wars. That's that's all. Lando that's all contrast? it is. A land Lando contrast. My OC. <laughs> all right. On that note, we are actually wrapping this up. Thank you for joining us today. Hope everyone has a good week. As always, thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track. Miss you off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B. I refuse to buy Lando yeah. contrast ever since they took Lobot off the box. Oh my god. <laughs> Justice for Lobot. I mean, if you yes. go listen, he is. This is the first time I haven't been responsible for the nonsense. I think when I've been on. Welcome. This is the real Waypoint Radio. Finally, after like almost six months, I'm yeah. finally, you've, you've finally seen here it for now. real. You've Damn. seen it now. It's changed me. God. The coolest thing about the Clone Wars is, as a show, yeah. is, is, it, is. Hold on. Is it only available whips. on. Disney, Disney Plus, Plus right now? You can buy it a la carte on Prime, which is what I've been doing. Uh, I've been going, uh, I've been finding a... Uh, which Matt of our Myers. monopolies will we have yeah, to support right? to get the entertainment <laughs> Polygon, Polygons of Maddie Myers uh, recommended to me a specific, like, skip list so I could Ooh. get, not get the filler episodes and just go I don't back want and watch it. Give, it give me that. I need the... No, I, dude, I, I just have the episode list. where... How many yeah, times so do you want to see Jar Jar? Jar? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> He's just going to stumble into which episode? Where, how far in are you? I've only, the, uh, done, I've only done the first season, skipping many episodes. Okay. So I, I'm going to go Bob, in and Are you also season one still? Yeah. I just got. There was an episode where uh, Padme goes to the Rodian home. The Rodian. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That episode and, is bananas. And also, all the Jar Jar stuff is bad. I'm with you. The yeah, slug, like he, the slug, it's all crap. And it, that, that episode ends with the most like liberal. The, the it's like their ideal version of liberalism is the one in which the liberal government could have completely mishandled one of its constituents' parts, absolutely left it to fucking hang. Then gets when an it's, apology from gets, them. Gets an apology <laughs> from them. Gets an and, she, and then Padme has the fucking nerve to be like. Oh no, no, Senator Rodian guy, my un- uncle Rodian guy. We're very tight, by the way. I call you uncle. Uh, uh, we should have apologized to you, but now we'll do better. I won't tell you how we're going to do better. Just trust us. It's going to be good. But, I, I, but then an episode later, just fucking ruled where they were doing a prisoner transfer and they had the uh, fucking trade. Uh, 
trade federation guy aboard their oh, ship. Oh, that episode and, Yeah. Yeah, dude. And the thing I loved about it was like, hey, why are they why are they using clones for everything? Like oh, why yeah. why do they uh-huh. need the clones? Well the answer is because nobody actually believes in the old republic anymore. No. Like even yes. its elite troops have lost faith in yes. the ideal, which is why one of them turns. Like they can't trust anybody. They didn't grow out of a vat right. or the whole a Jedi. Premise of the of the of why we use clones and not droids is they say because humans or or, or sens- sapient beings that aren't droids have free will, but free will is the problem for the New Republic or for the Old yeah. Republic, not the New Republic, the Old Republic, or I guess it's the just the Republic at that point, the Galactic Republic. Totally. That's exactly it. They can't trust people with free will either. They need people who have been literally programmed to be loyal. Uh, and I know that the show ends up getting into the 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 complexities of that particular thing uh, as it continues. I'm very excited to catch up with where I was when I first watched half of this show a while ago. Um, <laughs> God. Anyway, the thing that that rules about it for me, the, the best thing about it is just the way in which it is. It is like baby's first dramatic irony. It is like a show meant to be watched with the knowledge mm-hmm. that it's all going to fucking fall apart. And it's just delicious. It's just so joyous. <laughs> like every little bit of, uh, foreshadowing to the inevitable destruction of the or the natural like the current order not the natural order but the status quo the destruction of the Jedi the betrayal of the of of uh, uh, you know Obi Wan and Anakin like all that stuff is just juicy and it's it's just yeah. like episode after episode of them playing with it it's a countdown to Order sixty six yes which the writers know. Yes. And they pour so much character into Anakin. Oh. And it's so great that it comes to the eyes of Ahsoka, who is a true believer, who is yes. not hopeful. Oh, I'm so excited. We should just, and, okay. Oh, we, go, should, we have to end this podcast before <laughs> I make us commit to something we can't commit to. <laughs> we can, though. We can. We could. <laughs> we, we could. We're going to end this podcast. Thank you so much, as always. <laughs> you already know what it is. Fuck <laughs> capitalism. Go home. Peace. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. <laughs> but what if? What if? What if? Look, the, we're in the, this the time of COVID, the professional I, managerial I, class sounded would, the purge siren. We can do what we want. It's true. <laughs> can, we should be oh. podcast criminals again. I've done it before. Oh, you only get threatening God. DMs. They can't do anything to they you. They can't do anything real. If they we can't. did. What if we did one episode a week about Star Wars, the Clone Wars? Look. Also, people look. be like, why are your podcast numbers exploding? Yeah, why yeah. is that actually happen? Actually, what would happen? Oh, oh. You're right. People would be like, I love your podcast, but why are you guys talking about video games half the why time? Do you, yeah, why are you doing that? Why wouldn't you just talk about the Clone Wars, a good show? It's fascinating. Fuck. It's such a fast, because, okay, like, it's.
it's a children's show, and they pack so much into it. Just the I, all the shit they get into, where they te- they put the seed of clones have their own personalities, and then they just keep building Watch on them that die. idea. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone actually programmed to believe anything? Or like oh nature versus nurture shit with the clones, which like. All the rest of Star Wars canon have accepted as having the same personality motivations. See, but look, this, 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 this skip list is already skipped things I think you should there watch. Was, okay, there was a problem. moment in that but episode. I don't want to see fighting. Jar Jar. Oh, well, then you just need Jar Jar's rough. rough. Jar Jar's rough. Although Jar Jar does stumble on the hey, why said they're a Jedi robe on Padme's ship? Yeah. Weird. Weird. Uh, Why does she have a Jedi robe in her closet? Bro, that early episode where Padme and, and Obi-Wan just start making out on a train inside of an enemy base. Excuse me? Like, what is y'all are going for? Wait, Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan? Sorry, not Obi-Wan. Anakin. Okay. Anakin, oh, Anakin, 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 Anakin. Oh, that Anakin. one? Anakin. Would have been, would have been a better choice for her long term. But. Long term, absolutely. <laughs> More age appropriate. <laughs> yes, yep. absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Also, oh like, prime you and McGregor. This is a, like, this just, is a theory. Yeah, this is a this is a classic oh. yeah. like, fandom. I feel so fucking bad for him in those prequel movies because he came in it determined to act. And you see him acting, like, throughout all three <laughs> movies. And by three, except for the scene with the Eye of the High Ground, everyone's just giving the fuck up. <laughs> no yeah. one gives a shit anymore. And yeah. he's like, hello, I'm still acting? No one else is going to act? <laughs> no one? <laughs> no okay. one? Okay. <laughs> uh, but the other thing, there's a scene in the uh, in the Prison Break episode that I love that said everything. The droids are storming the ship. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to keep them from reaching the prisoner cells. They send a squad of clones through to hold them off and then seal the blast door yeah, behind, behind them. them. Yes. And I was like, that is everything. Yeah. Like that uh-huh. shot tells you everything about how like Yoda is like bullshit about like you all have personalities. I yeah. believe in each of you. You're all special. But like, there's the fucking truth of it. Go out there and die. And die for us. Yep. Absolutely. You yep. have to remember uh-huh. before the clones, the Republic did not have an army. There was no army of the Republic. Uh, because they knew, because they knew what happens when you have an army, you send people to die and that you would not be able to keep control of the, the galactic Senate. If what you mm-hmm. were doing was raising an army from those people, no one wants to go fight for I have played oh. enough crusader Kings. When you raise those levies for too long, people get pissed. <laughs> like, and when you're the emperor ra- or uh, not the emperor, sorry, the galactic Senate raising those armies from your, your deepest, your furthest provinces from truly mm-hmm. provincial territory, they're going to fight in some fucking crusade for you. Yeah. I mean, the reason yeah. why, the History reason why you dress it up as a crusade is, is because it convinces them that it's good because yeah. of God. You can't, yeah. it's way easier to do that than it is to make like, oh yeah, I want to expand a little bit. Oh, I want to put down this shitty duke who's decided to, to step yeah. on my toes. Spicy's take, uh, the dissolution, like the forced reformation of the Jedi was absolutely fucking necessary. They <laughs> were all of the things they were afraid of being. Of course. They were no, I don't deeply think that's, involved with the government. I man. think that's the tech. I think yeah. that I think that <laughs> even in the most, uh, it, despite all of our critiques, I think that the, you know, the, obviously, Star Wars is 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 complex. And I think we're doing the thing that Rob mentioned, which is like the show and the movies hit against messages they can't fully commit to because yeah. it would end up compromising the audience watching it and saying like, when you "No, think aren't of it, you though? kind of the part of the problem?" Uh, but but I do think that they, context, they know though, that Jedi are bad. 
Anakin, and it's probably a legitimate interpretation, but Anakin did fulfill the prophecy oh, yeah. because by destroying the Jedi, he did save them from the I mean, that's well, you know, that's the that's the laughable part about like yeah. why they're so excited they found this kid. They're yeah. like, he'll bring balance to the forest. And I'm like, what do you think that means? <laughs> Let's yeah. do some Somebody math. do some math. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Let's just run the numbers. Uh, Yoda, uh, I got a spreadsheet here. Yikes. Hey, let me tell you how many Jedi are in the galaxy right now. <laughs> if Anakin brings balance, hmm. Yeah. How many young ones? Uh, <laughs> you've seen that. You've seen that great meme, uh, the Venn diagram. Uh, <laughs> the younglings. They, Making jokes about the younglings overlap things that never get old. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh god! Oh, god, I love oh, it. I love it. No. Oh no! Oh the younglings! <laughs> oh. I know why they have to call them younglings, but it's so funny every time when you call a child a youngling. Like, what the oh. fuck? <laughs> what is that? What does that mean? Oh, all right. They can't say, yo, Anakin killed them. Kill like the old Jedi. Yeah, uh huh. It's, it's a more appetizing euphemism for a more noble age. Yeah. Just like managing the, the Hayden, Pen uh, what's his name? I was about to say Hayden. Hayden. Yeah. A different person. Uh, Hayden in the same black and white as the, at the MJ meme where it just says, fuck them kids. <laughs> fuck them kids. <laughs> fuck them kids. The Order 66 one. Fuck them kids. God, that has when to I'm, exist. I have to, we have to be. Someone that. Has, if that doesn't oh. exist, somebody needs to make that meme. I got it. I got it. I got oh it. I got it. I got it. I got it, and also it's an advertisement for Sheev Airs. So <laughs> amazing! <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh god! Beautiful. Oh right. shit! Yeah, incredible. All right. All right. Uh, that, on that note, we're actually going to end this podcast. <laughs> Normally, our post pod is actually our pre pod. Not today. No. <laughs> I came in too hot. Talk too much shit. <laughs> Talk too much shit. Now we gotta talk right. shit about the All Jedi. Right, I'm done. I'm gonna go eat food. Have a I'm good one. Take care, guys. Bye bye, bye. bye y'all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boy, I'm. I think mounting really is the issue. I had it coming over the top of the desk, but it doesn't quite bend as far as I need it to. Mm. <sighs> so, well, that's a problem I mean, right there. <laughs> I I'm gonna just kind of swivel it around the side, and I think that it'll become less cumbersome. Um. So I'm just gonna. This should be better. That is better. Bit. That is better. Yes. Okay. It's a bit annoying, Kato, because like when I play it back, when I'm listening to just my isolated vocal track, mm -hmm. it sounds pretty good. Like maybe only a, a hair low. It's really weird that like I don't think you can be hearing it at the volume that like my vocal track is getting, which means Discord is just not sending it at that volume, and I don't mm -hmm. understand why. Because it hates us. Um, I think part of it might also be that. When you listen back to something, it's probably being boosted by your system audio, like whatever volume you have your headphones set at. What a superbly good point. Like mm. things, yeah. Yes. <laughs> things will Through change, the magic of my own, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, technology sucks. <laughs> Nothing works. It do, it do be like that. <laughs> the way you think it should. At least in terms of like me being able to see and shit. 
<laughs> yeah, the eternal, right. the eternal dilemma. I like, I, I do just lose some visibility. I think I just like, it's not much. I, I have it set up so it is coming under instead of above with the, with the, mm-hmm. with the, um, specifically that arm I have set up so that it goes under instead of above the, not the arm, yeah. the, pop filter. Pop filter. the pop filter, the pop filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah is yeah. that better? You think? Because it is only because it like... doesn't get in your eyes. <laughs> yeah, like that is the big thing that I'm struggling with. Honestly, is I want to see the screen. But yeah, I was thinking, it's useful. Oh, come up on the pod. I was thinking, now that I have like actual broadcasting equipment, why don't I stream a little bit more? Yeah. I have the ability to do it. I have a channel, mm-hmm. and my friend Max has specifically requested that I build some houses on in The Sims. So that's, a, give it a shot. that's good a cause as any. Yeah, why not? I, building houses in The Sims is fun. You get to think about architecture and talk about architecture and get really stressed out, which is what people like to see when you stream. Mm-hmm. Is there an external... Um, I don't actually know this mic well enough. Is there an external uh, gain on that? Like a gain knob on that? Or is that all just on... I think it would be in settings. I don't see a gain knob. What's no. the... Okay. What's the what, what mic is it? It's an Audio Technica condenser mic, uh, USB mic, but oh, this is so much, model. so much fucking better. I can talk right into the mic. Yeah, that sounds good. I turn my head uh, like yeah. this. Okay, great. Um, I got a Stumptown cold brew horchata, which oh, is jealous. if you see Fuck. these in the store, get them. <laughs> They're jealous. so good. Jealous. Okay. I woke up I and think... immediately worked out. I'm good. Yeah, you are coming in hot, but it's also like not loud. It's just like it just this is it's yeah, this is a this is a what's wrong with my voice? No, 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 <laughs> no your voice is great. It's like fine. my tonality. This is just setting up this. Um, yeah. you, no, no, you're, you're coming you're into just... us uh, low because you probably turned down the settings in Discord. But what you need to actually do now is you're not on a PC, right? Coffee. Yeah, I'm a PC. Okay. Uh, in the sound settings, you should be able to find levels. I forget how to get there. Oh, I, I got, I got this. Sound I got settings. This. Found it. No. Okay. Go to run. Open the run prompt. That's right. They fucking moved this shit, right? Okay, run. All right. And then open and then type in mmsys.cpl. .cpl? Yep. Great. Oh, found it. Okay. Yeah, they did change where they put where the fuck they put this. Okay. There is another way to get to this menu, but I have no idea. I, like, I have no recollection of how to get there. So <laughs> just is... use the route and run command. Yeah. Uh, um. Okay. So levels. Okay. On your. How, where should I? Yeah, I found levels in the microphone properties. Yeah. Uh, I would say let's start at sixty percent of where you're at. See how that sounds. Okay, hello. How's the sound? Check, check, okay, check. Okay, that sounds better, but you're low in Discord now, so you're going to have to change that setting, which is a different one. Okay, that's fine, though. That one's much easier to change. But it sounds like I... you're not peeking anymore. Yeah. You're not peeking, but you're... But, but, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Pe- but you're peeking like this. You're like, hi, can anyone hear me? <laughs> and I'm quiet, so oh. I know that that must be... Oh, Austin. Hello. How's yeah. this? How's this Gita voice sound? Still... Is... Okay, so is that as high as... Discord That's not goes? as high as Discord goes. Discord can go much a little bit higher. I put it up to seventy percent Discord. Discord. Yeah. Okay. How, Discord. This is a hundred percent Discord. There it is. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 Beautiful. So let me actually. I spilled some coffee on the floor. 
So why don't I get a paper towel and I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> this is not chatter right. we needed. Sorry. We, All right. Yeah, no, no. It's suddenly it's got beef top of the chapo. minute. Top of the minute. Let's top get of the it. Minute. Uh, where? Time that is. <laughs> what do you mean where? What do you mean where? <laughs> the where is always time that is. <laughs> I know, I know where. All right, I knew where. What I meant was what? Twenty seconds. <laughs> Twenty seconds. Five seconds from now. All right, I just we did it. What we I did meant it. was what? <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't ready. Okay. Oh. oh my god! Um, I have to tell them I am podcasting. Okay. Are we good to go? What is uh, today? Is three fifteen, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Podcast number, not date. Date yes. is the 18th, obviously. All right. I'm going to roll into it.